for the American College of Gastroenterology. This is Evidence-Based GI, and I'm Phil Schoenfeld, Editor-in-Chief. Today, we'll be discussing the risk for hepatocellular carcinoma in cirrhotic patients and how you can stratify that risk based on the underlying cause of cirrhosis. To discuss this with us today is our Associate Editor, Nicole Rich, Assistant Professor of Medicine at UT Southwestern Medical Center, and she'll be discussing her summary in the December 2023 issue of EBGI. That summary reviews the HEAD study, which is a large multi-center prospective cohort study of cirrhotic patients in the U.S. So welcome, Dr. Rich. And as always, we'll start by asking, you know, why is this an important topic for our listeners to understand? Thank you, Phil. You know, I think this is quite important because HCC is the fastest rising cause of cancer-related death in the United States. And we know that over 80% of cases occur in patients with cirrhosis. However, the risk of HCC does vary across different etiologies of cirrhosis. And we know that the landscape of HCC is shifting from one that's predominantly related to active hepatitis C or hepatitis B infection to patients who now have eradicated hepatitis C with the treatment with direct acting antivirals, as well as non-viral causes of cirrhosis, specifically metabolic associated fatty liver disease or MASLD, which is formerly known as NAFLD, and alcohol-related liver disease. And so this is important because cirrhosis due to MAFLD or alcohol or eradicated hepatitis C, these patients have lower annual incidence rates of HCC compared to the kind of typical hepatitis C-related cirrhosis. So more patients must be screened in these populations to identify just one early-stage HCC. So in order to address this potential inefficiency, we really need better risk stratification tools to identify the patients with cirrhosis who are at the highest risk of HCC. The second problem is that the natural history studies of cirrhosis patients that we have to date have had many design limitations. Most have been retrospective, have been performed outside of the U.S., or conducted in cohorts that really consist primarily of patients who have active viral hepatitis, typically hepatitis C. And this might produce bias estimates of HCC risk or really just not be generalizable to our contemporary cohort of patients with cirrhosis that we see in our clinics. So the HCC Early Detection Strategy Study, or the HEAD study, was a really ambitious, multi-center, decade-long, NIH-funded prospective cohort study. And in fact, it's the largest prospective cohort to date to examine the magnitude of HCC risk and HCC risk factors in contemporary patients with cirrhosis. And this included patients with cirrhosis of all etiologies. And in this study, patients were followed longitudinally, and they used validated surveys as well as manually reviewing the electronic medical record to evaluate risk factors that had really not been included in other studies, including family history of HCC, but also some behavioral risk factors such as tobacco use, alcohol consumption, coffee and tea consumption, et cetera. And that really makes this a landmark study. And to review it specifically for our listeners, between April of 2013 and December of 2021, over 1,700 patients with confirmed cirrhosis were enrolled. Median follow-up was 2.2 years, although some patients were followed for over eight years. And there were 109 incident cases of HCC 
that occurred during the trial. And what they found was that annual incidents, or I should say, excuse me, that the incident rate for HCC was 2.4% per 100 person years. And they also looked at various risk factors. But, you know, let me send it back to you, Dr. Rich. You know, what did you consider the key findings from this study? Yeah, Phil, I totally agree. I mean, I think you kind of mentioned that the um, bottom line was that overall among this entire cohort, all covers, all etiologies, that the annual incidence rate was 2.4%. But the important thing to point out is, as we mentioned and alluded to previously, that the incidence rates really differed by cirrhosis etiology. So not unexpectedly in kind of confirming what we had seen in previous studies, the highest rates were seen in patients with hepatitis C at just about 3%, 2.7% for alcohol-related liver disease, but just 2% for MASLD, formerly you know, known as non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And so you know, I think one of the bottom line things to take away is while the risk may be different among these various etiologies of cirrhosis, all of these rates are high enough to justify the biannual HCC screening with ultrasound and serum alpha-fetoprotein um, as recommended in the most recent updated 2023 ASLD-HCC guidance um, for all patients, regardless of cirrhosis etiology. We're really surpassing that threshold of incidence of HCC of 1% per year above that HCC surveillance using the current modalities that we have is when it's, it, that's when it's thought to be cost-effective. As you said, what was unique about this study was that they were also able to look at a lot of risk factors that had not been examined in previous retrospective studies. And what they identified was that male gender and advancing age and a family history of hepatocellular carcinoma and the number of years with cirrhosis were all associated with an increased odds of developing HCC. But interestingly, they did not find that alcohol consumption or coffee tea consumption or other behavioral modification or behavioral risk factors were associated with an increased risk with the exception of obesity. And that was associated with an odds ratio of 1.7 for developing HCC. So given the findings from this study, how does it impact your practice? Well, so I follow, you know, for when, I, when I'm thinking about what patients to enroll in an HCC surveillance program, I do follow the updated 2023 guidance from the ASLD that I mentioned previously that just was updated this year, which recommends performing biannual ultrasound plus AFP in all patients with cirrhosis, regardless of etiology. Um, I do also perform surveillance um, in patients with treated hepatitis C, even after they've achieved viral cure, if they have a history of advanced fibrosis, cirrhosis, per the guidelines. Um, the guidelines also state that we should uh, surveil those patients with chronic hepatitis B who are at high risk of HCC, and these are patients who were born in endemic areas, meaning Asia or Africa, at younger ages, 40 for men and 50 for women. And as you mentioned, since obesity was the only modifiable risk factor that came out of the study, somewhat surprisingly, as you said, I do counsel my patients on lifestyle modifications and healthy weight loss to try to mitigate their HCC risk. I think this is where we can really make a difference. But recognizing that only a minority of patients will be able to lose weight and maintain their weight loss with lifestyle modifications alone, many of these patients you know, may ultimately benefit from referral for multidisciplinary treatment of their mass old, including 
you know, bariatric surgery, or once it becomes uh, available, uh, pharmacologic management of both obesity as well as their underlying um, amasled. It seems like there are just so many different disorders, and now risk of HCC is another one that can be mitigated or reduced if we appropriately treat obesity. It will be very interesting to uh, see how this plays out in the years to come as management of obesity probably becomes much more aggressive. Well, Dr. Rich, thanks for joining us today. And for our listeners, please remember to subscribe to Evidence-Based GI on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at ACG underscore EBGI. And that's where we host tutorials every Wednesday. And for a much more detailed review of the study design and the study results of this landmark head study, please look for Dr. Rich's summary in the December issue of EBGI. And you can find that when you get the blast email from the ACG on December 13th with our new issue. <music>